Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home, we are covering the auspicious seerah of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. What an incredible individual, dynamic individual he is and without a doubt a man who has done justice to the position that was given to him as being the first Khalifa, the successor to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The burden that was on the shoulder of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an is something that we as individuals, not alone just Muslims in the year 2005, but even the muhaddisin, mufassireen, the tabi'een, tabi tabi'een, could not explain that boj, that responsibility that was on the shoulders of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. An incredible man. We get all these foolish stories on one side. We have the munafiqeen, the hypocrites, all prepared <coughs> to take advantage of the situation. Aliyazu billah, where until now we have people who say that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an did not see eye to eye with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. These are foolish people in the Ummah and may Allah give them the tawfiq to understand the truth. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an loved Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq to such an extent that the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Muhammad bin Abu Bakr, when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an passed away, he took the full responsibility of doing the tarbiyah of the son of Rasul, of the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and not only that he made him the governor of Egypt in his time of Khilafat so this was the love of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and because he was the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Hazrat Ali took the full responsibility and said that I am your father like a father figure some people say that Hazrat Zubair bin Awam did not see eye to eye 
بذلك ابو بكر الصديق ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ان الله سبحانه وتعالى clearly announces in the Quran محمد رسول الله محمد is Allah's messenger والذين معه and those that are the companions of Rasulullah ashidda'u 'ala al-kuffar they have a dislike for the kuffar ruhama'u baynahum but between them they show mercy they have love for each other so when Allah is saying ruhama'u baynahum who are we to criticize or to point fingers at anyone and as Zubair radiyallahu ta'ala and loved Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq in such a manner that one of the daughters of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was in the nikah of Hazrat Zubair radiyallahu ta'ala so they were closely related to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala the ulama have said that there were many qualities in Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala in his character, in his understanding but one of the great qualities that Allah had blessed him with was decision making and a person who can achieve that very high mark that level of being a great leader, a successful leader he has to make accurate, precise decisions at the right time that is what makes a person very powerful elite uh, to make the decisions at the right time with accuracy the right decisions and this was the quality of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq it is said that in some cases the majority of the companions would decide for something and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was the only one from amongst them he would choose and decide his opinion was for something else and all the companions would decide what Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would decide and Alhamdulillah khair was in what Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had decided though the majority were on one side but Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was on one side but his decision was correct so this was the quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with one of the fitans straight after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the fitan of Ridda. Ridda means to become murtad to apostate to turn away from Islam you are a Muslim and then you become a murtad you turn away, you show your back uh, you apostate from this deen uh, sharia, the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam so after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the tribes that were new to Islam those that did not uh, those that were not blessed to see Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam by word of mouth that had embraced Islam new Muslims when Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away they thought that Abu Bakr Siddiq who is the successor he has no power to hold together all the Muslims, all the companions and to hold together the teachings of Rasulullah and very soon everything will crumble away so all the tribes again became independent and they said that we don't have to give zakat, sadaqat and we don't have to have to show our allegiance to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq ta'ala. and a lot of them became murtad they apostated 
Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala on the first thing what he did whilst in Madinatul Munawwara would send different groups uh, of Muslim armies to the different areas of Arabia to fight every tribe that became Murtad. This was the sifat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and some of the companions, people like Hazrat Umar Farooq who who is supposed to be very strong in his opinion he would come and he would say Amir al-Mu'mineen I think we should take time and we should not rush into the matter Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would look at Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an, and he would say Umar you stay quiet I am the Amir you have to do what I tell you to do what I see you don't see you see this was the nisbat Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an had with Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is a shame that there are very few books in English on the seerah of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Very few. It is a shame really on the Ummah that in the English language very few are there. Yes, you have a lot of books in the Arabic language the Aslaf who knew the Arabic language, they've done their work. And the ulama in the Urdu language who, who knew the language, they've written a lot of books in the Urdu language. But in English, unfortunately, we, we don't have that uh, real uh, understanding, deep character of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala in an English version where uh, individuals could just pick up a copy and read so that they would have extensive uh, information of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala if Allah gives the tawfiq to anyone here then insha'Allah ta'ala Shabir uh, if Allah has blessed people with the English language then they should do this work and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them so you had different pockets of the tribes and not only did they become murtad but a lot of them wanted to take advantage of the situation and they claimed to be prophets on one side you had Musaylamatul Kazzab he was a powerful man and on the other side you had even women that had said that we are well, prophetess prophetess is that the right word? prophetess is that the right word? No? Prophetess? No? So that book is wrong. So you, you, you had ladies also who had announced to their communities that, okay, I am also a Nabiya in the Arabic language, Nabiya. We had one lady whose name was Sajja. Now, Sajja was a very powerful lady, an iron lady. Uh, she had her, her charm, her looks when she would go out she would speak out to the community very overpowering woman and when she would speak people would listen to her she was a poetess she, she spoke in fluent language she knew the dialects of the Arabs in the Arabic language she was very powerful, very charismatic and whenever she spoke people would stop and listen to her Eventually, slowly, she had a team from a team, a community, one area, two areas, three. Then she said that, I am a Nabiya. Revelation comes to me. 
people were there, they followed her. A lady is very powerful. Women have a lot of power. That is why you see that uh, a lot of, uh, when, when you go to the shops, there are more females working there than men. Even on the till there, why? Because they want to show their beauty and women are there. It's, it's good business. This is how uh, business prospers. It's a, it's a lucrative method of uh, earning good money. So you put women in front, naked, kuffar, this is what they do. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ Sensible ladies, mashallah, honorable ladies, they are in the homes. They don't need to go out. Men have to work and provide, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives barakah. Nevertheless, this lady, Sajjah, was a powerful lady. And people would listen to her, and she claimed that she's a Nabiya. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala had the list of all those who claimed for prophethood. So he knew exactly where the people were. But the most powerful from them was Musaylamatul Kazzab. Sajjah was a lady, uh, she was from, where from? Iraq. Kahagiri. Gaddafi ki bodyguards for females. You seen Gaddafi's bodyguard? Huh? I once saw a picture in the newspaper article, um, Gaddafi there with two women on the side, two women, and personal bodyguards. So women play a big role nowadays. And subhanAllah, so this lady, she was from Iraq, from the mother's side, she was from Banu Taghlib. Banu Taghlib was the Kabila of Iraq, predominantly Christian, and from the daughter of Haris, from the father's side, she was from Banu Tamim. But she lived with her father in Iraq. And majority of them were all Christians. And she said, she's a Nabiya, she had a good following. On the other hand, you had Musaylamatul Kazab. Now Musaylamatul Kazab was, was a powerful man. Now I see that a lot of the people who have this power, they also have sihr and jinns with them. What do they have? Sihr and Jin. When you, when you read some of the stories of Musaylamatul Kazab, he was in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In fact, he was blessed with the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in Madinatul Munawwara. He came. He met Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He became a Muslim. He stayed in Madinatul Munawwara for a while, and he saw the honor, the glory, the izza of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the deep love and affection that the companions had for, for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and when he went back to from Madinatul Munawwara back to Yamama that is the central tribe uh, of Arabia Musaylamatul Kazab comes from Banu Hanifa this was a tribe that lived in the middle part of Arabia so he thought that well Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a Nabi and he has such a great following. Subhanallah. He took one step ahead, he says, Well, if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says Zibra'il comes to him, then he was a young, strong, powerful 
physically very handsome, powerful orator. When he would speak, there was a lot of uh, charisma. And he had this power that he, when he would speak, he would hypnotize people also. So naturally, when, when, if anybody heard him, people would listen to him. And he, would, he had the power to sway opinions, to sway the opinions. He had that power. So he went back and he said to the people that revelation also comes to me. Revelation also comes to me exactly what Jibreel Amin comes with to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I am also a Nabi. And that the silsila of Nabuwa continues. This is why when you make the translation of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, the complete translation is that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Allah's final messenger. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Allah's final messenger. Ana khatamun nabiyyin. I am the last from all the prophets. Wala nabiyya ba'di. And after me there is no prophets. Full stop you have to put somewhere. And it ends at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The chain of prophet ends at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Usaylamatul kazab. When he got, when he was in Yamama, he knew that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's followers were very powerful and strong. So he wrote a letter to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to compromise. And he wrote a letter and he sent one of his messengers to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Rasulullah alayhi wasallam read what was in that letter. Uh, it was an offer that he made to Rasulullah. He said that I believe you to be a Nabi also, but I am also a Nabi. So let us rule the whole of the Arabian Peninsula together. Uh, so that when both the forces combine, we will be great rulers. So you can take 50% of Arabia and the other 50% I will take. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read the letter and said, Wala hawla wala quwata. And he said that you are not Musaylama, you are Musaylamatul Kazzab. What are you? So this is where we get the name Musaylamatul Kazzab. Kazzab means Bahad bara jutha. Kazzab mubalaga kasega. A person who goes to the extreme in, in lying, an embodiment of falsehood, packed with all lies. So this is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, you are Musaylama, Musaylamatul Kazab. And he said that it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives power to anyone and that this whole of the earth belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is in it is in his hand and he gives power to whom he will Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was 63 Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away but this fitna erupted at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an to Saddebab to close this door of fitna that came from Yamama where Musaylamatul Kazzab was. Now on one end you have Musaylamatul Kazzab, on the other side you have that lady whose name is who? Sajja. Sajja. Now instead of Sajja fighting with Musaylamatul Kazzab's army, Musaylamatul Kazzab 
invited Sajja to come and meet her, meet him. So she was also a lady and Musaylamatul Kazab was a young man. So he wrote a letter that Sajja, why don't you come and meet me in Yamama? From Iraq she went to Yamama, southern part of Arabia. She accepted the invitation when she got to Yamama, she was the guest of honor and a royal reception was given because of her presence. Both of them were there, Musaylama and also Sajja. And when they met each other, all the followers were there also. Musaylamatul Kazab said to Sajja, Sajja, let me read in front of you, recite in front of you some of the verses that are revealed to me. Some of the verses that are I don't know if brothers have had an opportunity to read some of the Qadiani books where Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Qadiani says that an angel comes to me whose name is Tichi Tichi. What is his name? Tichi Tichi. It is a fact. Waqi Allah Paak Yani Insan ka dimaag khatam ho jata he, he would always urinate Always Uski izar se peshaab ki badbu aati Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Qadiani and so he said that, Sajja, why don't you listen to what I have to say? And this is what he would do. What he would do is that in that, uh, in the manner that how you would read the Qur'an, he would read some Arabic verses like poetry in front of Sajja. And after reading it, Sajja says, oh, it is very filling, very filling what you say to me. I have no doubt that you are also a prophet. Then Sajjah is now saying that Musaylama, let me read something that, that uh, Allah has revealed to me. So Musaylamatul Kazab said that now it is your turn. So now again Sajjah, she was already uh, well learned in, in poetry and she could speak in many of the dialects of the Arabic language. And she spoke fluently again the poetry in front of him and Musaylama said stop. Bas. After hearing a few words coming out from your mouth, I have no doubt that you are also a Nabiya. I am a Nabi and you are a Nabiya. So what should we do? What should we do? What do you think Shabibai they should do? You have Musaylama and Sajjah. MashaAllah Shabibai. So now Musaylama Tul Kazab makes a proposal to Sajjah. And says to Sajjah, Sajjah, both of us can be very powerful. Our common enemy is the Muslim. Muslims. Let us combine our forces and topple Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq's army, Muslims, once and for all from Madinatul Munawwara. Because on all the other sides, we've, we've seen that there is pockets of, uh, in, in different areas of Arabia of uh, the Qabail that are becoming Murtad and the reason why they were becoming Murtad that those who were hostile to the Muslims anyway they now decided that why should we fear the Muslims anyway so we might as well join Musaylamatul Kazab who had a strong army so everybody was joining with Musaylamatul Kazab and eventually Sajjah who came from Iraq she actually said yes I will marry you. She was, it is said that she was a very 
she had a lot of charm, she was very beautiful. And Musaylamatul Kazab was also a young man. Both of them married and Sajja stayed with Musaylama for three days and three nights. It is said that after three nights and three days, he gathered all the people, Musaylama, all those that were following him, and he said to them that as a gift of a wedding for my people here, I now make an announcement that instead of praying five times a day, two of the Salat have become Mu'af for you, only read three Salat as a gift of wedding of Musaylama and Sajjah This is there my respect it is not fairy tales I mean I have had an opportunity to meet some of uh, the Shias and, and they've told me that oh when you do supper you pain all the pain that is there Zuhur, Asr, you as Hanafis you have to combine Maghrib you have to pray at one time and Isha in the beginning time why don't you pray in the morning, all five salat in one time, Fajr. Mm. So you get all sorts of people today. We also met a person who said that, oh, Quran is sufficient for us, we don't have to follow the hadith. And people were there following Musaylamatul Kazab. So instead of reading Fajr, Zuhur, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, they were reading only Zuhur, Asr, and Maghrib. Because of the nikah of Sajjah and Musaylama, it is said that Fajr and Isha became sakit. It was cancelled. And he legalized fornication and drinking alcohol. And he legalized for his people also, he said, that if a lady gives birth to a child, when she becomes a mother, then one should not uh, cohabit with her, should not have any relationship with her. So if she becomes a mother, it is all finished. These were some of the laws of Musaylamatul Kazab. Eventually, after three days, uh, it is not known about Sajjah what happened, but what it is said that Sajjah said that she wants to go back to Iraq. When she went back to Iraq, a lot of the, the locals, her followers were, were very angry with her that how could you marry Musaylama? And she said that when I went to Musaylama, it was like this magic spell that he did on me. It was like that he hypnotized me and I could not say no to his proposal and it was as if I, I was forced to marry him nevertheless her popularity ended because of uh, Sajja marrying Salamatul Kazab she went in one area with her son and she lived all alone but it is said that in the time of Hazrat Amir Muawiyah she became a Muslim she became a Muslim now Musaylamatul Kazab was a powerful man. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an wanted to topple the regime of Musaylamatul Kazab. For that he appointed the son of Abu Jahal whose name was Ikrimah. Though he was the son of Abu Jahal but he was a Muslim, a Sahabi, Rasul. Ikrimah was selected for this job to make sure that that entire region of Yamama comes in the full control of the Muslimin. So if they testify to the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, fine. Otherwise, you make wage jihad with them. But Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had also instructed Ikrimah that wait for the 
second division to come to the valley of Yamama and Shurehbil will be in charge of that group of Muslim army. So when both of the groups meet at the valley of Yamama, that is the time I want you to attack the forces of Musaylama. Musaylama's army was very strong, 40,000 just looking after that valley of Yamama. So when Ikrima went, he noticed when he got there, the, the second batch of Muslimin, the army was not there. He noticed that there were only a few soldiers scattered all around. Ikrima felt confident that even though uh, the other half of the Muslim army is not here. He felt confident that he had the power. If he launched an attack, victory would be given to the Muslimin. But this was uh, again a ploy uh, by Musaylama uh, and it was a, a dhoka. Uh, he, he, Musaylama had deceived the Muslimin in that valley showing just a few soldiers but there were soldiers that were hiding deep inside uh, the forest that was there. Ikrima with the Muslim army went and launched an attack. It is said that a lot of the Muslims became shaheed. When information was given back to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had tears in his eyes. He said that I had told Ikrima that he must wait and wait for the other half of the army to come, but he was in a rush. So he sent a message from Medina that tell Iqrima not to come back to Medina. I want to make sure that all the tribes are in full control. They are either Muslims or non-Muslims and they have to pay tax to Medina to Munawwara, to the Khalifa of Muslimin. So he said that you must, you must make sure that the southern part of Arabia all the tribes are either Muslims or otherwise they have to pay jizya. Now Shurehbil got to uh, the, the valley of Yamama. He was a bit far away from where Hazrat Iqrima was. So he was again quite at a distance but alone. Iqrima, uh, Shurehbil also tried his luck. He said that let me also launch an attack on the other side. Now 40,000 soldiers were there with all the weapons. When Shurehbir also tried to attack, it is said that the Muslims were defeated. So two times, two armies of the Muslims were defeated. This boosted the morale of Musaylama and his followers. And the followers were saying, ah, you see, Musaylama is a Nabi. That is why the Muslims have lost the battle two times from different areas. The, the army of Musaylama is victorious. So that now uh, a lot of the other tribes wanted to even join the army of Musaylama al Kazab. Then Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and the final card that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq plays is with none other than the very famous warrior whose name is who? Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Now when news broke out to Musaylama that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is giving this mission not to Ikrima and not to Shurehbil, who were not that senior in, uh, in, in combating the, the different uh, enemies. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was a man who spent his entire life in jihad and this is what he was looking for. So Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said that enough is enough, Musaylamatul Kazab 
we have to get rid of him. And he says, Khalid bin Walid, you stand up. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and stood up and he says, I want you to make sure that you take full control of this valley of Yamama and we want you to get rid of, kill Musaylamatul Kazab. This was uh, an assignment, a mission given to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Now in, in the army of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, again, you had grand Sahabas with him. You had people like Hazrat Abdul Rahman, the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. You had Hazrat Abdullah, the son of Hazrat Umar. You had Abu Dujana, the hero of the Battle of Uhud. You had uh, companions like Hazrat Amir Muawiyah under Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala went with a powerful army, not 40,000, but his name was enough to shake the kuffar. It is said that as Khalid bin Walid, whenever he went, he had a helmet, and in that helmet he had the hair of Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So wherever he went with that helmet and the barakat of one hair of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, subhanallah, everybody would disperse. These were great warriors. It is said that Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an's brother, I, I forget his name, his method of fighting was incredible. It is said that when, when the Sufuf were formed and the Kuffar were there, this Sahabi, the brother of Hazrat Anas bin Malik, I forget his name, he would start to shake from the, from the top end, from the top to the bottom, he would start to shiver. And he would shiver so much, that the kuffar would, would fear that how are we going to fight him? And he would shiver. Sahabai Kiramaj Mahin knew him. This was the anger that would boil inside him and it would physically affect him. It was like someone suffering from fits or a trance. And he would shiver and two companions would come and touch him at the back. And when they would touch him at the back, then slowly the shivering would stop. And when the shivering would stop, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een say, that is it. The first hundred that are in front of this Sahabi Rasul, they are all dead people. What are they? He was such a powerful man. And he would run into the army and would fight like a lion. And they would usually put him, as Anas bin Malik's brother, in the front. And so also he was in with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala as they were getting close to the valley of Yamama you had the tribes of Banu Hanifa and the people who followed Musaylamatul Kazab notice that the, the Muslims are here already so you had different different groups of people trying to attack the Muslim army Hazrat Khalid bin Walid gave an order that whoever you find kill them at once so anybody, any of the kuffar that were there, all of them were killed, except for one man whose name was Majja. Whose name was Majja. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid saw him, he says, okay, spare his life, we need one hostage. <laughs> what do we need? We need one hostage. In case we have to talk with the other people that are there, obviously he, he was to go ahead of the valley of Yamama also in front of that. So he took Majja who was again like a, a leader there and he says we will hold him as a hostage. So he was the only one spared and the rest were all 
killed. Inshallah Ta'ala, we ended that because after Isha, uh, it gets very late. But Inshallah Ta'ala, in the next session, we will discuss thoroughly all the events. This was the bloodiest war between the Muslims and Kufr. Subhanallah al-Azim and some of the events that had taken place and the trials that came to Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an Subhanallah al-Azim and what happened to him inshallah ta'ala we will continue with that uh, in the next session that will be after Salatul Maghrib so inshallah please if all the brothers can make time uh, on a Friday and our Urdu program on a Wednesday Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. We must have this deep love for Sahaba-i and we must also have knowledge of all the events that had taken place in the time, in the times of Sahaba-i Kiram Ajma'een. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم صلي على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والنجاة من النار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين فمن عوضنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين